It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Nicole Halton. How you doing, Nicole? I'm great. How are you? I'm delightful. Um, it's been a beautiful day. Lots of stuff going on. Spring is coming. It's right around the corner. Life is good. So uh, I thought just for the fun of it, before we get into our topic, and I, I know you've got a fun topic for us, uh, I, I think I thought listeners need to need to get to know you better. So i uh, got to ask, yeah. what is your favorite, we'll keep it easy, food? I can tell you what it's not. Well, it's that definitely... wasn't that, that wasn't really the question, but okay. <laughs> wasn't the question. Well, funnily enough, I'm not really much of a foodie, and up until probably recently, I'd have said chocolate was my favorite food. But I feel like that was just a default answer because I'm not really a food like I eat because I need to eat. I mm-hmm. don't eat like Tash is the complete opposite. She eats because she absolutely loves what she eats. She loves gourmet food. I'm like meh, food's food. But I don't know. Probably it probably is dark chocolate. But it has to be dark chocolate. Yeah, like the like the ninety percent or above, the real dark. Oh, stuff. yeah. I think getting over getting over eighty five, and you're starting to push it. It's getting a little bit bitter, but mm. I don't know. I'll take I'll take about eighty percent. I think's all right. Okay, okay. I can roll with that. Okay, there you go, listeners. A little bit about Nicole. If you want to send Nicole uh, a, a present, you send that to you want to send dark her some chocolate. dark chocolate. You send it to Inspired EC. You can find the address on their website. I'm sure. Uh, Much appreciated. Shipping shipping to Australia might be a little <laughs> bit pricey. You might just want to go on Amazon in Australia and have it delivered. Um, okay, that was fun. Um, what are we talking about today? Okay, so I can't even put this into a nice succinct topic, so I'll just give the ramble first and we'll see where that goes. Um, so I've been reading two books. I've always got a couple of books on the go. I never used to. I used to be a one-book person. Now I have audiobooks and podcasts and real-life human books. Um, and so I'm currently listening to an audiobook, which is called Stolen Focus um, by Johan Hari. And then I'm reading a book called A World Without Email by Cal Newport. So both of them, funnily enough, do have a lot of crossover. And it's got me thinking a lot in the last kind of few days that I've been reading them both um, about so obviously the first one stolen focus is about our declining attention um, as human beings as a whole human society it's about our what, declining what, what, attention wait wait what were you saying 
Exactly, <laughs> exactly that. You've just drifted off. It's only been 30 seconds. You've drifted off already. Um, but no, we're talking about the, the declining attention that we have. And there's lots of, um, I'm only like, I think it's about a 10 or 11 hour audio book. And I think I've still got about six and a half hours to go. So I've still got a bit to go. Um, but there's already so much research in there. Um, some really great stuff that talks about different studies that have been done and that have shown how much our attention has declined. And essentially the author started out on kind of this project because he thought he'd broken his brain. Um, he felt like his brain just didn't function the way it should. And he wondered why that was. And he thought first up, it was like, oh, it's my phone. My phone's ruined my brain. Um, and there is a little bit of a link to that um, and he talks about going without a phone and without the internet and all those sorts of associated things but it's just really interesting and it got me thinking that in particular got me thinking about our attention not just as human beings but in our work as educators but also what we model in terms of attention and focus um, he talks so much about that time spent slowing down and just and I mean it's one of those things that's been talked about for a long time being present being mindful it's all of that kind of stuff but it's also just that actually switching off all the distraction because you know you talk with this stuff in there about multitasking and how that's actually not really possible you're just switching between it talks about the time spent switching between different tasks and how long it takes to get back on to task and mm -hmm all those sorts of things. So there's lots and lots of goodness in there that got me thinking about child, like our work with children and how that our, our focus, and he calls it stolen focus because he said it's not just that we've lost it, but that our whole way of being in the world has changed. And so there are, and, and we know that, we know that a lot of, you know, tech companies, they design their tech deliberately to, get our attention and to keep our attention mm -hmm. um, and we've known that I think for a long time but I think we're not prepared as humans to really admit to that sometimes maybe I don't so know how maybe you haven't got maybe isn't touched on this but how do you get or is our focus being stolen or are we giving it away well and that's the point and he said he he wrestles with this quite a bit and I think we will get further into it but he wrestles with this quite a bit whether it's his own willpower that's an issue and he thought for a long time it is just me I just don't have the willpower I could mm -hmm. just stop picking up my phone every time it buzzed or I could turn off the notifications or I could whatever and so he talks a little bit about that that own personal responsibility and as you say we are giving our attention away willingly a lot of the time but I think he also talks about then global responsibility and you know I think some of the examples that he's kind of given which I think have helped have been if you uh, and this was actually an example from a tech creator uh, one of those sort of Silicon Valley types who created uh, I think he he actually was the one who created the like um, infinite scrolling of the internet so that ability to just continue on scrolling continue on scrolling so he created that technology and he says now like he wonders if someone had come to him and said you know, this is what's going to happen with your um, your thing. It's going to cause these problems in human mm -hmm. beings. He said, what would we do about that? And he said, if someone had come and said, your technology is causing cancer in human beings, he said, we shut it down. You know, lead paint's an example of that. Like we had lead paint, 
we realize that it's a problem we stop using lead paint we come up with another solution and so he sort of talks about that in terms of tech and how there is a need for the tech industry to be responsible for other solutions that aren't quite so addictive and stealing our focus and I, I find it really difficult because I think you know I'm I'm a big fan of personal responsibility and hence I don't have a Facebook account for that reason because it it hogs your attention and it puts your attention in places that I don't want my attention to be and you know I, I took that step and disconnected and it's been two blissful years um I have to still occasionally get on there for under our work profile and do things and I find it really yuck when I do um, it's not a place that I want to be. So there's that element of personal responsibility. But yeah, I think there's it's a fine line between the two. So I'm 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 right there with you. I have I mean I I broke up with Facebook. I broke up with all. I mean I broke up with Instagram. I broke up with YouTube and all things Google. Now there's some behind the behind the scenes stuff that Google is involved in that I can't really break up with because you pretty much can't use the internet it's without so touching yeah. Google. But no YouTube account, no Google account, no um, none of that. And um, turned off all the notifications on my phone, deleted just about all. I mean, my phone, my phone is more of a, my, my phone is a. Does it make phone calls? It, it can. I don't really like talking <laughs> to people, so I really I use it for that. Um, I, I, what do I use it for? I use it as, uh, I don't even, I, I use it to play podcasts and as a clock, I guess. Um, yeah. and so my, in, in the, I don't know, year that I've been pruning away from that and stealing back my attention, um, I've gone from you having four hours ish of phone screen time a day to uh, this it popped up on my screen yesterday uh uh the last week i averaged about 32 minutes a day on my phone and most of that was fitbit related stuff making sure i was yeah. entering entering meals and listening to podcasts and or turning on podcasts and that kind of stuff so it's it's really plummeted and what i found is that i have got my attention back it's, it's become yeah. a lot easier to stay to stay focused on things and and on my desktop here i've got one of my monitors my my email is just about always there but that's mostly so i can see if anything is coming in that needs to be responded to now and most other things just kind of get set on the wait list until i'm going to do a whole bunch of emaily things all at once because yeah um I used to just deal deal with things as they came in, and then you you maybe you're trying to write or you're trying to edit a podcast or whatever, and then you stop and you do an email thing, and it 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 just it takes you that time to get back, yeah, to get yeah. out of the headspace of wherever you were for the email, and you know I find it even like for us with work we use email and we use um, Slack internal messaging and it's instant messaging and it's great in some ways because our team work remotely and so we don't have to be on and off the phone all the time you can just send a quick message hey what do you think about this yep that's great do it sure. yeah that's really beneficial but then there's also times where you're you know in the zone or you're in and he talks actually about like the flow state in the book mm -hmm. um in the section i've gotten to already he talks about like the research around flow state and I actually found that happen the other day that I turned my notifications off 
in one section, I sort of shut down a whole heap of tabs and I was just working on this one project and I got so into it. I knew before I started, I'm like, oh, I've got to stop at two o'clock because I've got a meeting, like a Zoom meeting. So I've got to stop at two o'clock. And at five past two, I was hearing from Tash saying, where are you? Are you coming to this Zoom meeting? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I just got lost in the project. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I don't feel like we do much anymore, not just even with work projects, but with anything like we don't just get lost in time and you know just kind of I don't know I and and when it comes to early childhood I feel like so much I mean there's always been a lot of requirements around things that need to be done forms that need to be filled out or you know what but I feel like at least here in Australia it's just getting more and more so and I visit services sometimes and the educators are like attached to phones and iPads because they're filling in checklists and they're you know marking down when someone had their nappy changed and when someone had a sleep and when and I get that some of those things really need to be done but when they do that they get on the iPad to do that I don't know what example does that send for the children in terms of the attention in terms of what message i don't know like there's so many i have so well, many thoughts I mean, about that the, the the message it it must send is this this device is more important than me and you yeah. and i mean our our job in early learning is to be right here right now in this moment with these little yeah. people we're working with and if our attention is always being drawn to these devices um, and and whatever you know, it, it might be the iPad to do the to do the the meal counts or the the attendance or, or log diaper changes or whatever it is you're doing, or it might be the the smartphone to to capture pictures to post on the the parent uh, Instagram feed or whatever it is. When those devices are pulling attention, it's it's sending kids a clear message that that this thing I'm doing with this device is more important than, than, than me engaging with you. And if, if what kids are, are, are lacking, I mean, what kids need most from us is that, that social emotional component. And yeah. when, when our attention is constantly being drawn someplace else by a device, we're, we're not really giving that to them. And I wonder that I find that really interesting. I wonder whether like, what is it about screens and digital devices that make that so prevalent? Because I can recall when I first started in early childhood, and I know you'll relate to this as well, we didn't have digital technology. We had a basic laptop and there was one for the whole service. And so if you needed to use it, you used it at lunchtime or whatever. Like there was nothing in the room. If we wanted to take photos, we had a camera, but it was a film camera. And so you just pick it up, take a photo, and then that would be it obviously we had to still record things. We were still recording stuff and we were doing that via pen and paper I'm from recollection. I wonder what the difference is, why it, there, there's an obvious shift. Like there's an obvious shift in our attention when we're looking at a screen compared to when I'm looking at a piece of paper and a pen. And I think there's an obvious message there to children that I mean there's obviously the role modeling that occurs with that too I mean children that's a completely different topic but children don't see us right very often anymore um, and I think it's important that they do but I don't know I just wonder like do we need it feels like saying it's a backward step to try and remove some of those technology things that are reducing some of the physical paperwork but what's the cost well, yeah, and I mean, 
I might be for that backward step um, because I think, uh, look, you got to, you, for mm, the devices, they have their own care and feeding requirements. I got, you, yeah. I mean, you got to make sure the iPad is charged and, and you got to, you got to, before you can record the thing, you got to open up the right app and, and, oh, maybe I should check my Instagram before I do that. Um, because you know, there are people that are doing that. So it, it becomes a time suck when, when you're keeping track of that stuff on, on a piece of paper, it's uh, it's a, a tick it's mark on the yeah. paper. And then, and then you put the clipboard down and you're done. And so this device that's supposed to make things quicker and easier in some ways makes them in, in the moment, in the classroom, more, more complicated. Now behind the scenes, when that, that uh, information is being tallied and, and organized and, and put into spreadsheets, sure, putting it into the digital device right away is, is a lot quicker um, for, for the office people. Yeah. For, for the people downstream who are going to look at that, but for the for the classroom teacher, I'm not I'm not sure those devices, as far as record keeping, are are, are actually any any quicker for the classroom teacher. Than, yeah, than I'm finding it really challenging it. because I, you know, like I've always been a proponent of making things simpler, streamlining things. You know, don't make it more than it has to be. And you know, I, like I've always felt like great. If I can have an app that'll do that for me, I'm a lover of an app. I do love a good app. I love an app that does something that I want it to do. Mm -hmm. But now I'm starting to feel like these apps just draw you away from what you really want to do. And unless you have that willpower or you have, you know, settings on there that, you know, you have to kind of set up like a whole microcosm of, you know, alerts and no notifications and you know I've I've downloaded that many things onto my desktop that you know help me to stay focused or help me to set a timer so that I stay on the same task for so long I've even got a um a browser add-on that when I open a new tab it gives me like a little graph like a pie chart of how much time I've spent on on what websites so I can see how much time I wasted on certain websites as opposed to others and it kind of gives me how many hours I've been online and where those hours have been spent. And sometimes that's a little bit scary. Yeah. Sometimes we don't want to know that stuff. <laughs> sometimes I don't want to know that, but it does help to hold me accountable. <laughs> so I suppose there's a benefit, but I don't know. I just wonder like, uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder about the impact that that's going to have on children who are seeing us in that distracted way. And I know even sometimes I've found it with my own children, someone will, ask me a question and I'll start to answer them. My phone buzzes with a text message and I pick it up. Yeah. And it's like, why would I pick that up? Like, why would you pick that up when there's a real human being standing there talking to you right now? Yeah. Like and that just, and it, it must be programming. Like, <laughs> cause logically, you know it, but in the instance that buzz, you kind of go, Oh, I better answer that. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's excreting, it, it makes you excrete happy chemicals into your brain when you, when you have that message from somebody that, that makes your, makes your brain light up or whatever. And, and the thing is in, in, in our classrooms, if, if kids, and I think it's pretty clear, there's a lot of kids who, who have families where the adults are spending a lot more time looking at screens than they are at kids. Cause yeah. That seems to be the world we live in. And then that's also happening in their early learning settings. Where are they, where are they getting the the human to human contact where where they are the the most important um person in the room? Or yeah. 
at, at, at least this corner of the room right now, this moment, because there's 20 other kids in the room too. Yeah. But, um, it, it, but it, they at least hard. feel they're a part of that importance. Even yeah. if it's a group importance, it's still a, that attention as a group even is better than no attention at all. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, a I'm, I'm not anti-tech. I love me a good device. Me but... too. And this is what I'm finding so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's this part of me that wants to throw it all away and like run off to the forest somewhere and, you know, live in old tiny land. But then there's this other part of me that's like, oh, I love good tech. Like I love good tech that makes things work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, back in the day, I, I, I mean, they were, they had typing classes in high school, not keyboard, yeah. but typing with typewriters. Oh no, in I high school. I did have a computer keyboard. So yeah. So no, win. this was this was this was typewriters in high school when I was there. I never took one because I wasn't a fucking nerd, but um <laughs> that was that was still a thing. And now when you wanna when you wanna type something or or, or or make a document, you 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 don't just type it like you would with a typewriter. You gotta decide what kind of font you're gonna use and 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 kind of what layout and 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 so you you have so many more possibilities available to you that that all that choice can kind of be paralyzing sometimes and so we get out we get down into into all making sure things are perfectly aligned and then we've got we've got to try 14 different fonts before we we press send on something yeah. and so um the the potential that these these and the opportunity for for customizing things that these devices allow us. I mean, if you take a picture, you can't just send somebody a picture. You got to apply a filter so that uh, so that your face doesn't look wrinkled or whatever it is. And so you got you got the best lighting or whatever the fuck you're trying to get. And and so every one of those things just sucks up seconds of your day. Yeah. And um, look, you can make your mocha cappuccino that you just ordered look really pretty. But as well, you far can as, just drink it. Yeah, yeah. As, <laughs> as far as as far as getting anything done in the day, it it makes it really hard. And so we we fall into these these pits of of time suck. And I mean, it's just it's just a tough place to be. You you mentioned the one book. Was there, was there anything you'd noticed about the the other one that you were? So the other one, I'm not too far into yet, but um, they've been, it's a kind of productivity based kind of book, but it, obviously the title's A World Without Email and he goes into it very quickly and says, I'm not telling you that you'll never use email again because email has changed the way that we work and the way that we communicate and all those sorts of things. But he said he, there's quite a bit of research in there around the amount of time that people spend in their emails, but also spend just obsessively checking their emails and just going and making sure, is there a new email? Is there mm -hmm. a new email? Is there something else I need to do? And every time you get in there, you've got to get back out of that mindset and do something else. And like one research study, like they followed um, different companies and one research study, I think they showed that uh, in like an average day, you know, the longest period that someone had, like that any of the employees had a focused, uninterrupted work where they didn't check an email or go to another tab or whatever. It was like it was something like three minutes. Like it was just absurd. And you kind of look at that and think, is that where our attention is? Like, are we really struggling that hard that we can't stay focused for that long? And 
I think, you know, we talk about um, children having problems with attention and sure. focus in class and all those sorts of things. And, oh, they can't pay attention. They can't pay attention. Is it going to get even worse? You know, like I wonder if it's going to get even worse for this next generation of children, that ability to pay attention. And is it any wonder that they can't pay attention? And, you know, even things like, um, you know, television, the way, you know, programming is designed for children and, you know, all sorts of things. There's lots of different things in there. But, yeah, he he kind of goes into that a little bit um, to begin with. So I'm finding that really interesting as well. And also one of the things he talks about is that, um, I mentioned before we use Slack as an internal instant messenger, but I know there's so many instant messaging kind of apps and stuff available. And I think it's funny how in a matter of, you know, a couple of decades, we've become so needy for instant response. Like I can remember when I was a kid, the phone would ring and you'd either make it to the phone because it was attached to the wall, you'd either make it or you wouldn't. And if you mm. didn't, well, then the people would have to call back and so be it. Um, when you left the house, well, no one could contact you. And so you'd go out for the day, you'd go to the park, you'd go to the beach, you'd you know do whatever, and no one could contact you. And the world didn't end and that was okay. And I still remember one of the most lovely days that I had, which started out really stressful just in the last, it was only in the last couple of years, I left home to go somewhere and I was traveling somewhere. I don't know if I went to Sydney, I went for an event and I realized after I'd left that I'd forgotten my phone. And I had this instant moment of, oh my gosh, I've forgotten my phone. Mm -hmm. And then after that, despite having several moments throughout the day where I'm like, oh, where's my phone? Oh, where's my phone? I survived. And I actually started to really enjoy the fact that nobody could contact me. Nobody could ask me for things. Nobody could want things from me. No telemarketers could hunt me down. Mm. There was just none of that. And the world didn't end, you know, and I think we've gotten so needy for that instant communication. I wonder what that's going to do for children in terms of, you know, I mean, slightly different, but they talk about, you know, our ability to um, kind of wait for things or delay gratification or whatever, you know, even with purchasing things, you know, they reckon this younger generation, kind of the next generation down from me, I suppose, is like, if I don't have it now, well, then I can, like, if I don't have the money to buy that now, well, then I can get like afterpay or I can get, you know, something, I can get a credit card, I can get whatever, and I can just get it now. And then I'll worry about it later. Mm -hmm. I'll pay for it later. Whereas when I was younger, you, if you didn't have the money, well, you didn't buy it. And it's the same sort of thing now. Like, I feel like we're just, if it's not there, well, it's it's just not there. Like if I, if someone can't call me, they can't call me, they'll call me later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we get to the point where we're suffering from, uh, from, from FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. And so we need, we need everything right away. And I mean, the, 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 the opposite of FOMO, I guess, is JOMO, joy of missing out. Oh, and, I love JOMO so much. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> I, I love mean, missing out. <laughs> it's, it's like, what is it, 10 months ago? Okay, so this is what I did. This is how how breaking up with technology I am. I canceled the cell service on my cell phone. So my cell phone only works as a phone when I'm in Wi-Fi someplace. And so once, once I walk out of range, when I'm taking the dogs for a walk or, or, or popping down to the shop or whatever it is, I'm, I'm totally off the, off the grid <laughs> and the life goes on just fine. It does. Um, it does. It doesn't end. And look, maybe that says something about 
our social skills, Jeff. Yeah, maybe it's just you and I. <laughs> we can survive if nobody can call us because there's nobody calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> nobody wants really to talk to us anyway. Know. They all know. No one wants to talk. But I know that even when we go um, away camping, you know, to our friend's farm for the weekend and I, I don't typically get much service there, I just end up turning my phone off because I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I know the service is patchy. So if it rings, it's going to annoy me that I can't answer it because I might not be able to yeah, hear Yeah, just get glitching voices anyway. Yeah, it's like I'll just turn it off. And it's just, I, I said to my husband last time we were there, which was sort of just after Christmas, I said, we were sitting on this 500 acre sheep farm. There's us and nothing. Like you can just see nothing as far as you can see is just grass and trees. And I said, the world could have ended and we'd have absolutely no idea. Like so many things could have happened out there and we've got no idea because we haven't got the news on and we haven't got, no one's ringing us. And it's just such a nice feeling. And I think we miss that in early childhood because we're so connected all the time that we miss that slowing down and just being with children. And, you know, the world's not going to come to an end if we lay on the grass for half an hour and watch the clouds. Yeah. 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 I kind of dig that. I suppose I've, I've got just a short window left where, where I can't have the cell service on my phone because I, I suppose in a few years, Tasha will want me to have it again. So, so if I fall down and break a hip, <laughs> Or yes. something while I'm walking the dogs. I can. You just uh, need like one of those medic alert things, yeah, you know, yeah, like a little bracelet or necklace or something. You can press the buzzer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we'll we'll, we'll go for, I guess. Um, <laughs> any other thoughts before we wrap this one up? No, I think that's it. I think I'll I, I might report back when I've finished both books, but yeah. I'm just I'm finding it interesting just to think about the the impact that it's having on us as human beings, but also in our role, you know, in our work with children, but then that follow-on impact of what that's going to mean for children who are struggling with attention and you know, uh, yeah, it just it's an interesting concept. Yeah, say the names of the titles of those books again in case anybody missed so, them. The first one that I talked probably most about is Stolen Focus, and it's by Johan Hari, and I'm listening to it on Audible, but you can get it in hard copy as well. Um, And that's the main thing I do with my phones, listen to Audible. Um, And then the other one is A World Without Email, and it's by Cal Newport. And do you, do you listen and read at the same time? So you're reading the one book and you got the other book in your ears. No. Is that how good you are? No, that would definitely no. steal my attention. Um, <laughs> no, I listen to the audiobook when I'm in the car and I don't have children in the car. Um, I, that's my time to listen to an audiobook. Or when I go for a walk, I'll often put a headphone in and listen to that. Or if I'm like doing something really boring, like folding washing or something I tend to do that and the book tends to be like I'll lay down in the afternoon and have a bit of a read or read before bed or whatever so yeah I I need a physical bit still I love the audio books it's a I mean there's a bit of technology that I think is is delightful Um, it is delightful but I also still need sometimes to just turn it off yeah yeah. Hey, listeners, you want to go down a rabbit hole on the, <laughs> on the, uh, the technology, go over to inspiredec.com and, uh, and see what's going on with Nicole's programs. Um, you're in Australia, but you, there's stuff on there for, uh, for Americans and Canadians and anybody heaps else. Stuff. Who might yeah, be there's, there's heaps of stuff online and look, we do ship some of our stuff to the, the U S and to the Canada. 
Um, yeah. yes. it is, it's pretty expensive. It takes a while, but it'll get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so check it out. Um, hey, before we wrap up, wrap up. Hey, Nicole, I'm I'm technically a terrorist now. Okay. Um, I I, I, sent, I need more information. <laughs> I, I sent a financial com- contribution to to a group in a country that were doing something I was kind of kind of in favor of, and uh, and the government of that country has uh, declared the people that that donated uh, to this group terrorists, and so I'm technically a terrorist, and so uh, is it my fucking- country? No, it's not your country. I um, thought it would have been. It's like we've gone crazy over yeah, here. So I yeah, thought it could have been. Feel fucking great about it too. So, uh, so um, uh, you know, Love if, that. If, if if next month when we go to record, I'm gone. It's because I'm in it's a that. a uh, a foreign gulag of some sort. So, uh, <laughs> listeners, I hope to be back. Uh, this has been the Childcare Bar and Grill. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.